Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Monday, September 14th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got much to discuss today because we are knocking out recaps. So we used to do these on Sundays and Mondays and all that kind of mess. We're going to streamline it all into the same show this go-round. If you want to see all of our college football content other than recaps and whatnot, uh, you can find us over at sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf or on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. We are live from there multiple times. Uh, Thrall Danica said, let's go, let's go. Elbow cough, elbow cough, elbow cough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, lots to discuss. We have a lot of people that have jumped in already. Um, Go ahead and and discuss this before we do the rundown. Terry said, uh, where's that hat? And I got the hat right here. Let's talk about the no-no real quick. I didn't plan on, uh, on discussing it for long, but the Cubs... That's the first time in, what, a couple of decades? Yeah, it's been a while since they've had a no-hitter. Um, it's strange that it happened on a day in which nobody in the world cared. Yeah, that first, uh, first weekend, first Sunday of NFL football. And- People in Chicago, as this happened, Mitch Trubisky was leading the Cubs, uh, the, the Bears, on a, on, a, uh, on a game-winning drive. They could not have cared less about this. Yes. Now, there were some. Obviously, Terry's one of them. Um, let's see, uh, Thrall Danica said, do you think that, uh, Detroit threw the game away on purpose at no, 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 not at all. No. Uh, I, I'll this tell you what, what happens happen- when you draft Swift. Well, no, no, no I, well, there's, there's that aspect of it, but allowing Chicago to come back was simply, they lost three that like their top three cornerbacks to hamstring injuries throughout the game. Like, oh, it, no, they, they uh, Okuda was out already. Up. But yeah, yeah, they were, they were, I was about to say Okuda didn't start to begin with. They were injured already. Listen. You spend a second-round pick on a guy that's he's going to be able to do some things, but there's a lot of things he's just not going to be good at. You are correct. Let's go ahead and do the rundown real quick. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Make sure that you are subscribed at all the proper locations. If you missed the live show, you can always get the podcast. It is anywhere that you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Make sure that you leave a nice five-star written review for us over on Apple Podcasts. We would certainly appreciate that. Share the show out, tell your friends about it, all that good stuff. And, again, all of our college football content is over at sportsbookreview.com, sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf. And, of course, the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. Uh, We will have our pick show live tomorrow afternoon. We go live for the Closing Line show on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Yeah, we have a lot of fun over there. So make sure that you go check them out. they got a great crew Great staff, a bunch of good writers. Uh, we, we've got a lot of good information from those guys. And their NFL show is pretty good. Uh, Dan, uh, Donnie and uh, 
and Kyle do a fantastic job with that. So make sure that you check them out. And Chris, let's go ahead and dive into... Uh, <laughs> Terry said 2016 was their last no-no. We all know what happened in 2016. Uh, Terry Brewer said uh, uh, everybody cared. It was the greatest thing that happened on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Zamora said, I don't remember seeing you guys make a picks video. Yeah, we did last Wednesday. Uh, so every Wednesday we will give our NFL picks. We have a pick show that goes out on Tuesdays at Sportsbook Review for college football, and our NFL picks are on Wednesday right here. So you can check it out. Uh, Zamora said, do you think the Titans will cover tonight? I need them to win a uh, uh, a four-team parlay. At three points is a lot. Uh, it needs the Titans to cover. Cover three. Yeah, I mean, I can see it happening. Yeah, I can it's see possible. it not happening, but I can see it happening. I mean, the Broncos have a lot of injuries. Yes, they most certainly do. But, uh, you know, with that said, Big Beasley's out and Adoree Jackson's out. You know, we'll see. I, I don't know about the Titans' defense. And, of course, we've talked in the past about, you know, the – the whole thing with going to Denver, first game of the season, you hadn't had a lot of prep. Well, Denver's the worst place you want to go on the road when you haven't had a real uh, training camp. You are correct about that. Let's dive into this NFL Week 1 recap. Uh, we're going to kind of fly through some of the games. Some games were more interesting than others, so we will spend more time on those. But uh, but we'll try and hit every single one very quickly, even if it's just a score read. Uh, Seahawks beat the Falcons 38-25. Not really anything to discuss there. A lot of offense. Uh, Falcons still cannot stop very many people. Uh, I mean, if you look at who they beat at the end of last season, people Until were talking. Until Lions game, I felt really good about my first coach fired. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The Lions are worrying me. They're, that's going to be a problem if they can't reel off at least two wins in the next two games. It might it's be. Gonna be a, it's going to be an issue. It might be an issue, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, with that said, Dan Quinn, you know, obviously a lot of problems here. Everybody, all these Falcons fans wanted to chirp at us and tell us that the Falcons were different, they were going to the playoffs this year, et cetera, et cetera. That the Same defense, old Falcons. They said that the Falcons' defense had come back and had figured things out. Look, here is the truth. The last eight games that you played last year, you split with the Saints. You beat San Francisco after they lost three games, or after they uh, won three like incredibly yeah. tough games. Packers and uh, and and whoever else it was, it was uh, the Saints and somebody else. It was it was a tough stretch. You you caught some some lucky teams. You split with the Bucks. You beat the Jaguars. You beat you know it, the Falcons played nobody at the end of the season. So I think they beat the Panthers twice. Like, hey, give me a break here. I I think. This is kind of a problem if you're losing game one at home to a West Coast team and a noon kick, uh, even if it is the Seahawks. So, uh, And another interesting thing about this, it won't stay long on it, but the Seahawks threw a lot more, especially in early downs, than they have in a long time. You'd think maybe Pete Carroll was uh, was fooling us with all of his talk about uh, about running the ball. So there, No, I don't think he's fooling us, but he definitely threw it more. So there's been all offseason, Seahawks Twitter has had a hashtag going around, let Russ cook. And uh, they let Pete him cook. has continued to address it, saying we're not going to stop running the football. But he let him cook a little bit, okay? It's like like me and my six-year-old, every now and then she wants to make brownies, all right? Well, we're going to Betty Crocker this thing for a while and just put a box brownie together because you don't really know what you're doing. It's like Pete's letting him do a little bit. But, you know, he's still Pete Carroll. I'm going to tell you, as soon as they play a real opponent, I'm curious to see when you're able to beat the shit out of somebody like they were, the Falcons, they, you know, I, I, I'm going to judge it differently when they actually play somebody and the game is tough and it's tight 
what does he trust Russ doing? Uh, Terry said the Falcons always suck. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it, so far, I mean, it, it, here's here's the deal. The Seahawks had 35 passes. Russell Wilson completed 31 of them. Um, had four touchdowns, 299 yards. Uh, well, 322 if you take away the sack yardage, of course, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, and then rushing the football, you know, uh, they had 20 rushes for 84 yards, which ain't bad. That's a 4.2 average. Uh, they gave up 450 yards passing to Matt Ryan, but... Yeah. You know. A lot of that was garbage time. Oh, it's absolutely garbage was, time. This game was out of hand. See, this is why you got to watch these games. You can't just look at box scores. Because the, the Falcons' offense didn't even get going and looking great until late. And, yeah. that, you know, when you're down 14, 15, or 14 to, to, to 20 points, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it just doesn't matter at that point in time. You Do whatever you want right. in the fourth quarter. You're not uh, coming within two scores. Jets and the Bills, 27-17. The Bills get the win. You know, nothing much to say here. Josh Allen looked a lot better when he has a deep threat. Uh, John Brown looked good catching the football. Everything about this was was about what we expected. I mean, this yeah, defense Josh, is Josh, Josh Allen had some throws that just were as bad as bad as somebody can possibly throw it. They gets paid to throw a football. I don't think that's going away. I don't think it's going away. I think the Jets are really bad. I think the Jets could be the worst team in football, not win a game. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't, I don't think they're awful but I, th- I think they're pretty awful I, I think the bills are a lot better than uh than the jets are i mean and, and it was a it was only a 10 point win so it's whatever but the game was out of hand early it was what 21 to nothing i mean yeah so at one point in time it was 21 to nothing so yeah uh bears and lions this was uh probably the most uh exciting game of the day i guess you could say bears end up getting the win 27 to 23 they outscore the lions 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter and yes, that sir. came about because your top three cornerbacks were out of the game by the fourth quarter for the Lions. Now, that doesn't excuse them not being able to score. Uh, we can talk, if we want to, about DeAndre Swift not being able to catch that pass, which was say, a they had the perfect score. pass. They yeah. had the score for the win. Yeah. And, and and he just drops it. Just unbelievable. Adrian Peterson, of course, defying uh, uh, all age limits and all whatever. Uh, I mean, just... Just ridiculous. 14 carries, 93 yards for the Lions. And I, I think he was added to the team, what, like two weeks ago? I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Well, he's a running back. Running backs don't – I mean, literally, you could change running backs every game to a different team. And the, the play calls don't change anything. Yeah. Um. So so let me let me tell you what I heard today, okay? So I listen to Mike Wilbon talk a lot. I, 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 love, I love Wilbon. I follow him pretty closely. And he says there's a local Chicago guy that analyzes a former uh, Bears player – that's on local Chicago TV that does the best job of analyzing football. And he said that Mitch Trubisky is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL throughout his history at being able to throw against his own defense. And as the Lions guys went down, they could no longer play zone anymore because they didn't have the athletic system to do it. And as soon as they switched to -to man-to-man, he said Mitch is great against man-to-man. And – when I went back and I kind of started checking the box score and looking at plays and stuff on my phone to see what he was doing, he's a hundred percent right. They switched to man to man in the fourth quarter because that's all they could do. And I, if I was a bears fan, I would be real careful about getting my hopes up about Mitch being good. And this is probably the worst thing that could happen. This is one of those situations where uh, uh, just a really bad three point shooter hits his first shot. The other team has got to be ecstatic. Oh, yeah. 
No, you're you're exactly right about that. Uh, Chad Huey jumped in, said Ridley's numbers were uh, were in trash time. That killed me in fantasy. Uh, said the beer uh, the Bears got a gift. I love it. And Terry said, please say y'all are going to break down Brady because that was bad. We'll we'll talk about Brady. We'll, we'll get we'll there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, with the Bears, you know, I, yes, it's good to get a win, especially on the Always road against, get a a, right. against a division rival. But, you know, I don't think the Lions were all that bad. But, man, when you got injuries like that, and they, they had injuries last year too, it, this is just not the way that you want to start the season. Uh, Matt Stafford, 24 out of 42, 297 yards. And he had guys with drops, man. It just... You know, you, you don't like seeing that. I, I wish good things for Matt Patricia, but uh, he just doesn't have very much of a Well, roster. I wish good things for Matt Stafford, and that's the problem. Yeah. You know, I, at what point in time, if you're the Lions and you become sellers, is there a team out there that needs a quarterback? Like, it's weird to say, is there a team that's a quarterback away from being like a real contender this year? Rarely it's not, because if you don't have your quarterback, you, you're you not you're not in contention, but like, we're going to get to this game if you're the Colts and Rivers is just bad. Can you call Detroit up and say, hey, bro, like <laughs> we wear blue and silver. He wears blue and silver. Y'all aren't good. We, we're, we're buying and you're selling. Let, let's see if we can yeah. make a deal. I mean, that, yeah, that might not be a bad idea. Might because not be a bad I would idea. love to see Matt Stafford have a shot with a real team, man. And it's not a knock on the boys in Detroit. I like the lines and, and I, I want Detroit to – finally got me hell of a Browns fan. Okay. I just, I understand. All right. At some point in time, you want to see these teams that have been bad for decades, finally have their chance at being good. But I just don't, I don't know that that stink is coming off uh, you. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right about that. Let's talk uh, about the same division. And that would be the Packers going to the Vikings and putting a beating on them 43 to 34. At, look, the Vikings got it at least close. They scored 24 points in the fourth quarter, but good gracious, Does, by that time it was done. All I know is, is I thought defenses were going to look really good on Sunday. Yeah, we were, and, we were uh, so wrong. were going to be bad. <laughs> uh, no, sir. Th- there was no defense play. These are two teams that all they did was play defense last year and their offense looked like shit. Yeah. And now both of these teams just said, we're just not going to play one stitch of defense. Uh, it's remarkable, really. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, 364 passings, uh, excuse me, passing yards, uh, 32 out of 44. He had four touchdowns, a QBR of 93. Kirk Cousins, 19 out of 25, 259 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You not know, a bad day. Not no. a bad game. I mean, but, uh, but by the time, anybody. yeah, by the time that, uh, that Minnesota, it, like really got their offense rolling. Like they were down so far that it didn't even matter. I mean, it was and this just, looked like it was going to get out uh, of hand early. The other way, it was um, I think ten to three, and the Packers had gotten it first and goal from the one yard line. Could not punch it in. Turn the ball over on downs. Fourth down. Don't get it in. The Vikings get the ball back. So now it's ten three Vikings, but they got to go ninety nine yards. First play, they get a safety. Then the Packers score on that drive after getting the ball back, and then they just score. And that's when the floodgates open. Then they yeah. score, and they score, and they score. And it looked like if the Vikings could have gotten out of that hole and drove down and score, they put that game away. Yeah, I, I think you might be right about that. But, man. I mean, it's a totally different football uh, game. Dante Adams is freaking ridiculous. 14 receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he was unreal. Had 17 targets in the game. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, six targets, had four receptions for 96 yards. That's an average of 24 yards a catch. Uh, had one touchdown. 
Alan Lazard, four catches, 63 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's just uh, across the board. You you had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different guys catch passes from Aaron Rodgers. We may have uh, gotten this one wrong. Uh, they may I mean, have maybe. weapons. It's one, it's one game. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. hang out for a minute. I'm not overreacting to week one for the teams that look great, and I'm not overreacting for the teams that look like shit. It's that's smart way no to go about. We had no training. We had no preseason whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm reserving judgment now. He looked great, and they looked great. You know, are they the the Ravens and the and the and the Chiefs? Doubtful. You know what I'm saying? Like Doubtful. Like a couple of teams look great. So yeah. No, you you're know. you're right. You are. And right. a lot of teams look bad, and I don't know that I'm killing all the teams that look bad. No, no, no. There's no sense in it because it's, it's week one. It is what and it is. And there's some teams that look bad that I feel very comfortable saying they're done. They're done. We'll get there, and I'll tell you when I, when we get there. Uh, I don't think this would be one of them. The uh, The Dolphins did not look great, and uh, and the Patriots take care of them at home 21-11. to This was uh, a slow, methodical, you know, the. I mean, the Dolphins didn't even score until late in the fourth quarter, at least not a touchdown. I mean, they were down, what, 21-3 to at one point, I believe it was. Um, Cam Newton, 15 out of 19, 155 yards. Didn't have to throw it all that much because they were able to run the football. 42 rushes, 217 yards for the Patriots. That's 5.2 yards per carry. Had three rushing touchdowns. Cam had two of those. Sonny Michelle had one. Uh, J.J. Taylor comes out. You and I talked about him yesterday in our group chat. Uh, just undrafted guy out of nowhere, five foot six, comes out of Arizona. Uh, you know, four Best carries. Of the day. Sure. That makes that's the only thing that made sense to me was the fact that somebody came out of this game for the Patriots that nobody has ever heard of. This dude's mama doesn't know he plays for the damn Patriots, okay? <laughs> and he's the best running back on the team. We spend first round draft picks on guys. We spend second round draft picks on guys. You know what? I got this dude over here. Cost me a couple sandwiches. We're gonna throw him in, and he's gonna be everything that we need. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's bananas to. to it's the only at. thing that's consistent in life is Bill Belichick is gonna mess up your fantasy day. Ryan Fitzpatrick, twenty out of thirty passing for one hundred ninety-one yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. I think you can pretty much expect that from a Patriots defense. Um, and Fitzpatrick getting on up there in years and whatnot. It's not time to bring in Tua yet, I don't think. But uh, you know, this they they ran into the Patriots in Week One. They played hard. Like, they played hard. They played hard Can't- and they looked okay. Cam looked good running the football. Cam looked healthy. Um, people freak out because they see the number. He called his number 15 times. I watched every snap of this game. I'm going to tell you those are not 50. He did not get hit 15 times. Yeah. Okay. He just didn't. He ran a lot of option. He slid a lot. We've never seen Cam do that. When he saw someone coming, he jumped to the ground. I've never seen him do that. It's, it's going to extend his career a lot. Many of those runs, he was untouched, got all the way out of bounds. He, he used to never run out of bounds, and he has never slid his life. And he looked good doing both of them. And, and I'm going to tell you, we're going to be just fine. Bill Belichick is cheesing from ear to ear. This man grew up at Naval Academy. That's where he grew up. That's where he was raised. His dad was a coach there and on staff there for his entire life, childhood growing up, okay? He wants to run football. Not, they didn't just bring Cam in and run a spread option, a spread offense the way they have. They are running a triple option offense. They just never hand the ball off or t- toss it. But but Cam had the option to, and he just kept holding it. Yeah, I mean, it, they it are was, running. It was a it was, it was a good. very very true option offense. 
Yes, it most certainly was. Uh, as far as Miami rushing, uh, they, they brought in Jordan Howard. They brought in Matt Breda. Um, those guys, you know, not great. They, they combined for 13 carries for 29 yards between the two of them. And the most surprising one that got the most carries, Miles Gaskin, who people just kind of forgot he was even on the team. Nine carries, 40 yards. He looked pretty good. He had four receptions for 26 yards. Uh, you know, he was all right. Devontae Parker, only four uh, receptions for 47 yards. You know, I, I, overall, I, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't chalk this up as too awful for the uh, for no. the Dolphins. Growing uh, pains for the Dolphins. Ran yeah, into a the, good team. The Pats look good. Pats look good. Let's look uh, good. let's talk about your Washington football team, twenty-seven to seventeen win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Before I even get into stats, go ahead and tell me what you think here. I, I just I I if you've been, I don't know how much I've said in our group chats as opposed to what I've actually said on camera. That's, that's, that's where I do struggle and run in sometimes to this. Ever since they hired Ron Rivera, I've been all over this team. I, I like them. I think they have a lot of talent. I think defensively they're going to be good because they've drafted just a metric shit ton of first round guys on defense. All of them can't be bust. They've and, just never and they're played not, in a system where anybody supported them at all. And Ron yeah. Rivera is one of my we we love gamblers. That's who we are at our core. Jack Del Rio was one of my favorite coaches to watch when he was with the Raiders. I was all in when they were going to Vegas because Black Jack Del Rio was gonna be the man. When 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 they hired Riverboat Ron, I thought this is where I feel like I'm built from the same. Now those guys are like worldly smarter than I am football wise. And just the level of toughness, I, I I could be a cabbage patch doll compared to them, but I feel like our souls are connected. I feel like I I see the world the way these guys see the world, and I want so so many good things for them. And I believe this team is going to be good. I told you, I think this is going to be the. I didn't have the balls to pick them to win the division. I should have because every year a team goes from worst to first, and you just got to find out what team that's going to be. Right? Yeah. This might be that team. I know you think I'm crazy. I know you think it's insane. Every year we see it. Why can't it be them? Why not? I mean, it, the the offense has some some work to do. Well, I'll, we, I'll say very, that. Very, very glaring weaknesses. The fact that Haskins went into halftime and said, Coach is fighting cancer right now. He's hooked up to an IV getting meds right now because he had chemo this week, okay? So I got the meetings. I got the team speech. I got the, the 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 adjustments. Man, that's that's big. I think he has some holes. I think he has a lot of growing and developing to do. But that says a shitload about his character and his, his the, just the strength that that guy's got. It, it just unbelievable. That's impressive to me. He didn't do anything to lose this game. If they can get yeah. good at everything else. We've seen many a teams win with bad quarterbacks. Is he better than Trent Dilfer? Is he better than Brad Johnson? Because yeah, I've so. watched quarterbacks like that with my own eyes win Super Bowls. Why can't it be them? I, maybe you're right. I, I think the game has changed a little bit since we last saw that. Uh, yeah, but, and, uh, you uh, know. 100%, 100%. A little of <laughs> this is hyperbole. I love these guys. I like this team a lot. I'm in. I, I I'm I'm in. I really enjoy watching them play football. And I called this, and I put my money where my mouth was. I didn't just pick them to win and cover the spread. I pick a lot of teams to win and cover the spread. I picked them to win outright. I bought several tickets of money line action on them, and everyone said, that's going to lose money. That's gonna, I sent it out to 25 friends and a bunch of different group texts, and not one person thought it was legit. 
Yeah, everybody just automatically assumes that uh, that Washington is going to be awful. Uh, but man, if Philly is in some serious trouble, I mean, when just the, serious when trouble. the sun rises tomorrow, the Washington football team will be the number one team in the NFC East, standing alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't think you're right. I, yeah, I, you're pretty much right. Unless the Giants find a way to beat the uh, the Steelers tonight, that's going to be correct. It'll, they'll be the only undefeated team. They will is, stand alone at first place. Carson and I don't Wentz, think they give it up quickly. Uh, Carson Wentz looked uh, looked not good. Not I, good. I will tell you this: I've been on that bandwagon for a while. Oh, I know, and I'm tired of it. Finally, today is the first time I have listened to all my NFL recap podcast. Today is the first time I've ever heard any of these people question the holiness of Carson Wentz. And I'm thinking, it took you this long. And what just has a- he done? Well, he, he had half the, a season where he looked unbelievable. Yeah. People are just hanging on to hope that that was really him and that wasn't a mirage. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, Joseph Gomez said seventy percent of the Eagles' offensive players were hurt or got hurt, but I don't think it would have made a difference if they played. And Washington was one hundred percent healthy. Uh, they were not. They were not. okay. So uh, Matt Miller said, "Hey, what did I say about the NFC West? I said it was the best division in football. I think all four teams could make the playoffs. They they might. I th- hang on, they might. I think you are. I, I heard Bill Simmons on his recap with cousin Sal talk about that today. I listened to it from last night. Because we have the third uh, that that third wild card, I I really think that's going to happen because two from the NFC East ain't coming. Yeah. I don't think two from the North are coming anymore. I used to think that, and I don't think two from the South are coming." I, well, I, I, that's not true. That's not true. I am not counting out my Tampa Bay Buccaneers yet. <laughs> we'll we'll get to them here momentarily. Could happen. Uh, I was wrong. That is the best division in football. Let's, let's stay in this noon slate. Uh, the Raiders 34, the Panthers 30. Um, we, this is kind of what we figured the offense I thought would look really good. Um, hey, Darren McArdle jumped in, said, uh, love you on SBR. That uh, that you, works. Sir. We appreciate that. Um yeah, I mean, we, the, the Raiders game and the Panthers, I, it's kind of exactly what we expected. The defense is young. It, the offense was going to be able to score. Joe Brady was going to be able to put together some stuff to make sure. I was sure, super impressed. Yeah, I mean, the, the the game plan on offense was great. The defense could not stop Vegas, um, and that's exactly how this season is going to go. I mean, it's I just, think that's every game, but I'm telling you yeah. this. I kind of thought they'd get their butt kicked because I didn't think their offense would even be this good, though, because it's new. It's a completely new offense and a weird COVID well, system. But it, you got a new quarterback, you're not a coup coordinator, and you're not close to running the same scheme that anybody on that offense has ever ran before. No, that, that's not necessarily true. Teddy has been with, with Joe before. Like, they were both together on the Saints. So, at least you've Joe got Joe Brady that. had a minor role on the Saints. Can Agreed. we please stop that? I understand where you're coming from, but it is a very similar to, uh, a scheme to what Sean Payton He was runs. an assistant to an assistant. He was a part-time employee, Gary. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. I, they, they both had the same badge to get them in the same building. Yes. That's about as close as they ever worked. Well, it, it, so 22 out of 34 for Teddy Bridgewater, 270 yards, one touchdown, uh, 75.5 QBR, not bad. Christian McCaffrey not had bad. 90, 96 yards rushing for Christian yeah. McCaffrey, uh, 4.2 yards per carry, had two touchdowns. He also had uh, three receptions for 38 yards. Robbie Anderson, uh, I, I'm not going to say coming out of nowhere, but he has overtaken DJ Moore 
as the, the number so one fast. receiver. Oh, he he's so got good. speed. But this is Joe Brady's offense. It's just line up a bunch of fast dudes and let them be put the ball in their hand in stride. You got and it. Let them be fast. You got it. He uh, he had a seventy-five yard touchdown reception. Looked really really good. Henry Ruggs, leading receiver for Vegas, and Josh Jacobs was the second leading receiver. Yeah. Um, that's Ruggs. That Ruggs got hurt uh, right before halftime. Was not the same coming out in the second half. Uh, didn't didn't play a ton. Josh Jacobs, uh, ninety three yards on twenty five yeah. carries. Not a great yards per carry average, but uh, but three touchdowns. That'll uh, that'll do it for you. So at some point in time, I think Gruden realized we got to we we don't need to score fast. We need to stop. We're not stopping them from scoring. Yeah. At one point in time, the Panthers took the lead, and I think that's when the Raiders' offense completely changed. To I I don't know that we can beat them in a shootout because the team that has the ball last wins that. If I can just hold the ball, they were doing more very traditional run plays at that point in time, just to keep I think the Panthers off the field. Yeah. No, you're uh, you're 100 percent right. I think I think Gruden changed his philosophy when he realized I might not just be able to beat the hell out of this team. I I think if we score real fast, I think there's a chance they're just going to keep scoring real fast. And and they did, and they did, uh, uh, and they did. They, they I mean they took and so Vegas took uh, about four minutes to score their last touchdown. Yeah, um, best that, thing that Gruden did all day. Yeah, that's the one that uh, that got him the win. Got the 34 to 30 lead. Uh, you know, Carolina came out the next drive, five plays, twenty-four yards, and you know, it turned it that's over it. on downs, and that was that was the ball game. So, yeah, uh, that's the way it goes. This was a hella exciting game, very interesting to watch, and you know, I think we're gonna have a lot of exciting Carolina Panthers games. Uh, and same with the Raiders because they, I mean, they can't really stop anybody either. That's it. That, 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 these teams are are a lot alike. Oh, I think the Raiders are better than them, but. From top to bottom, but they're they're not too far apart the way they're they're made. You are correct. Uh, moving on, Indianapolis goes down to Jacksonville and loses to a team that everybody seems to think is tanking. At this was um, give me the stat line. Well, Gardner Minshew, nineteen out of twenty, one hundred seventy three yards, three touchdowns. He had five carries for nineteen yards. Uh, I would that, like to apologize to Gardner Minshew. That's that's pretty good. All last year, I didn't pick against them. I never picked against them. If I saw a place where I could bet on the Jags, I picked them. If I didn't, I stayed away from them. Go back and watch the tape. I never picked against them. You're right. Because I really like Gardner Minshew, and I don't like betting against people that I like. And in this week, week one, I I thought they were tanking. I thought they were getting rid of players. I thought they weren't going to try. I knew Doug Marone was a good coach, but I thought they just weren't really setting him up for success. And well, they weren't. I was, and I was wrong. I, mean, I that's, was just that's the deal. I was just wrong. I think Gardner Minshew has got a set of balls on him that nobody in the league can carry. And I, I, I'm going to repeat: no, not no quarterback. Nobody in the league can carry. Uh, my boy Lavisca Chenault, three catches for 37 yards and a touchdown. Looks so good too. That touchdown, that touchdown catch. Yes, he does. So, so good. So this team's going to be fun. Let's talk about the bad. Let's talk about Phillip Rivers. 36 out of 46. That's not a bad stat line for 363 yards. He had one touchdown, but you throw in two picks, that's going to get you in some trouble. I, um, I defended all his picks and all his erratic play from, from the Chargers last couple of years because bad offensive line play, he's constantly running, running scared, running for his life, and always playing from behind because the Chargers just – 
can't ever get a lead, keep a lead. And so he's in these high pressure situations where he's trying to, to be all things to all people and force the football. And he just can't do it consistently without turning the ball over. That was my argument for him. I think I just made all of that up because I think this is him because he's got now a great offensive line, plenty of time to throw the football and at no point in time were they really like out of this or trying to come from they hell they had the lead when he started turning the ball over. Well, let me let me give you so one uh Marlon Mack went out with uh with the torn Achilles. Uh No, it doesn't matter. But no no no, I'm not saying that that matters. I'm just I'm bringing that up. Okay, um, yeah. But that but happened. I think what does matter is that because the offensive line was in fact so bad with the Chargers last year. This is what we talk about with the rookie quarterbacks all the time, right? You if you put them in too soon with a bad offensive line, they get happy feet. They can never regain their confidence in the pocket because they don't they lose that trust, right? So you think well, Rivers this is, just doesn't know how to play behind a good offensive line? I, I, I think it's been a little while and I think it's in this been a while. spot I, I think in this spot he is he it takes a long time to build that chemistry with your offensive line. I don't think he's quite there. Now it thirty six out of forty six, that's not bad. You no, know? his stat line wasn't terrible. Was it's the turnovers. But it's the turnovers. But there are little instances here and there where you get a little bit you know, happy feet. You start uh, not. You start kind of relying on your arm, and and he's been known to do that over his career. But it well, was yeah. really bad last year. Last I, year was I, the worst he's ever been. I think it's going to take a little bit for him to really fully get comfortable and feel at home with these guys uh, because they. I mean, there just hadn't been a ton of practices. You know. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right. I I watched that game, and all I kept thinking is is. Jacoby Brissett is probably going to be in the quarterback by year by week four. Well, I will say this: Brissett came in for uh, for one play and got sacked. So, well, you know, yeah, that I mean, you, know, you blitz a guy. He went. It, he didn't get sacked because he was holding the ball too long. And no, 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 no. They threw a blitz at him. He snapped the football. He got he got tackled. That happened. You got it. You got it. All right. Uh, from there, we will finish off the noon slate. And uh, and yeah, the Browns. Uh, not not very good. Thirty eight to six. The Ravens win at home, and it was a bloodbath from the word go. Lamar Jackson, 20 out of 25, 275 yards, three touchdowns passing, had seven carries for 45 yards. Hey, what was that? What uh, was that again? Three touchdowns, what? Uh, three touchdowns passing? Passing, yeah. passing, yeah. passing. Everybody questioned this guy can't be a quarterback. Everybody, Gary Seegers questioned this guy, said he can't throw the football. I ain't going to believe it until I see it. My boy can throw the football. <laughs> he, he can throw a little bit. He can absolutely throw a little bit. They uh, So, Hollywood Brown. Has five receptions, 101 yards. Looks good. Not <laughs> injured. So fast. Willie Sneed, four receptions, 64 yards. Mark Andrews, tight end, five receptions, oh. 58 yards. Miles Jesus. Boykin, three for 37. I mean, it, he was he was passing the ball around. Uh, it, it it looked good. Everything about this was good. So Robert Griffin even came in and in some garbage time and completed a nine yard pass. So that ain't bad. J.K. Dobbins comes in, seven carries, 22 yards, two touchdowns. Not too shabby. Um, yeah, overall, like. A pretty good day. I mean, it, they only had 3.6 yards per carry rushing the football, but uh, it, it, the Browns could do nothing. I mean, Baker Mayfield, 21 out of 39, 189 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, I, you know, he got sacked twice. He could do nothing. I mean, there was nothing that they could do. And I I, I don't think that the Browns are that bad. Um, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with how good the Ravens still are. Because I mean, the Ravens are a hungry football team. After they got knocked out in the first round last year, or not for well, the divisional round, um, I think they were hungry in this game. They wanted to come uh, out and prove a point. 
And, and I think did. this team wants to win every game. Yes, I, I, I think I, so. And I'll tell you this. It won't surprise me if this team wins every game. Uh, Darren McArdle said, easiest money I made going against Baker. Yeah. So, all right, when we first started, I went on a little rant, and I said, listen, I'm not going to overreact to week one. And I'm not overreacting. I haven't re- overreacted yet. I said, the teams that look good, A, I thought they were always going to be good. Um, and the team that looked bad, I, I'm not going to kill anybody for looking bad. There's only one team that I think is done. I think Baker's a bust. I think you might be right. I said this last year, week three. This guy is not good at football. At, like he looks great. He's just not good at football. And we got to all blame it on Freddie Soup Kitchens. Well, now we don't get to blame it on Freddie Soup Kitchens anymore, okay? Agreed. At some point Agreed. in time, we have to be responsible for our own actions and our own bullshit. And I don't know that he's good at football because I know the guys on that team are pretty athletic. I know that they can get open. And I know that he can't hit them consistently at all. He gets happy feet. He has bad mechanics. He's just he's just not good. I'll tell you this. He's got an opportunity against the Bengals because that defense ain't great. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely not. But uh I I, I just I, I'll have to I'll have to see it to believe it. <laughs> I'll have to see it to believe it. Because I, I think the Bengals are gonna beat him. Uh David and Joe. I do too. That's what I'm saying. I think he's I think there's one team, if you said who can you definitively say after week one is not good? I I think the Browns are not good after week one. Yeah, I think I think you're I right. I think that's the only team I would completely write off right now. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Uh, Kareem Hunt looked pretty good, five point five yards per carry. Uh, Nick Chubb six yards per carry. Uh, I mean they they combined for one hundred and thirty two yards rushing on twenty three carries. That's pretty good against that Ravens defense. No, they they but, ran the ball well. They ran the ball yeah. well. Where did they do bad? What everything uh, that Baker does, they did poorly. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. That's the way it goes. Uh, let's move into the afternoon slate. Uh, we had well the afternoon and the evening. We've got four yeah, games. Four games. Uh, Chargers Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow in his first start out and looked like he was going to win the game. Uh, ridiculous offensive pass. I mean it. Yeah, it may have actually been offensive pass interference, but I don't way. think it is. And this is not me covering for my boy. You know that I consistently, I'm fair when I judge these things. I don't think you can be that nitpicky with push off if you allow hand fighting because it's not possible to hand fight and not extend your arm. And the whole game, they didn't call PI or OPI the entire game. The entire game that wasn't a grab the arm, pull the guy down. They allowed hand fighting. All game. Yeah. At the end of the game, they called it and they called it on the Bengals. Yep. You got it but right. Joe Burrow looked like his blood pressure didn't get above 120 the entire final drive. And I'm I'm sitting on my chair just wide-eyed and sweating and just, just stressing out. And this guy just as laser and systematic as he could took them down the field. Boom, 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 all the way down and had the perfect pass. Yeah. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with that. Um, and then, of course, the kicker misses the... Well, let's... Okay, so let, let's talk about this. The quarterback play was not great on on either side. Joe Burrow was was okay. Uh, 5.4 yards average per yeah. uh, per pass. Uh, he was 23 out of 36, 193 yards. A QBR of 20.2. He threw one pick, no touchdowns. He did run in a touchdown. He had 46 yards rushing on eight carries. I was just about to say... Yeah. Um, Tyrod Taylor, kind of the same thing, 16 out of yeah. 30, 208 yards, no picks, no touchdowns, you know, it wasn't great. Austin Eckler had 84 yards on 19 carries. Joshua Kelly 
12 carries for 60 yards. He looked pretty good. Justin Jackson came in, got two carries for four yards. Not great. Um, but, you know, all of this comes down to a kick that would have tied the game. And Randy Bullock was two for two on the day up until that last kick. He misses a, what was it, 31-yarder? And, yeah. and he immediately grabs for his, uh, uh, was it the left calf? His kicking leg, yeah. So, it, yeah, he, he his grabs right. his, or his, right. his right one. So he reaches for the right calf, and he says that he got hurt and all that. And then he goes in today, and he tells the Bengals that he hurt his left calf. So the Bengals have put him on the, uh, on the injured list as questionable with both calves. They're saying that both calves are hurt now. Uh, it looked like this dude faked that if injury. I, if I lost a game-winning drive like that, that our rookie quarterback just took down, and I cost the team the game, I'm grabbing something, too. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Let's move on. New Orleans Saints 34, Tampa Bay 23. Uh, Tom Brady didn't look great. 23 out of 36, 239 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, QBR of 34.6. That was not a good thing. Bruce Arians came out today and said that both interceptions were on Tom Brady. He thought made that a, was interesting because that first interception sure as hell looked like it was on Mike Evans. It looked like he Evans made the wrong completely uh, route ran the wrong route. And instead, it turned out that Brady threw to the wrong route that Mike Evans had, in fact, run the correct one based on the coverage. Uh, Drew Brees didn't look a whole lot better. 18 out of 30, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he, his age is catching up with him. That Big was time. the Alvin Kamara show. Oh, absolutely. Alvin so, Kamara uh, took over that game. Five receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown, 12 carries, 16 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he, he got in there when he had to get in there. Yep. So... The Saints are the best team from top to bottom at every position, and and they have more depth than anyone else in the league. This yeah. is the most talented football team. I think this is a team that if Matthew Stafford and Drew Brees swap places would be the biggest favorite to win the Super Bowl, and I don't know that it's close. I, I think you might be right about that. And that is knowing that the Ravens and the Chiefs are out there. I, I, think, I think this team is a – Healthy, strong quarterback away from being unbelievable. Uh, ben jumped in and said he would rate his performance as a D in the interview after. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, well, I think he's talking about Baker. Uh, and then Joseph Gomez jumped in and said the Bengals need three more years. I think Green Bay winner and Rodgers took over. Yeah, maybe. I mean, talking about Burrow. Uh, sticking back to this Saints team, yes, they are fully loaded. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that Shady McCoy uh, – Came in and then went right back out. He is completely done. He ran the wrong route as well. Yeah. And Tom even pointed, pointed that way, that way, that way. And he immediately cut in. It's just like, I don't know what you do with that. I don't do that. Hit him in the head? Uh, like with yeah, a helmet? I mean, you you got to come up with something. So Damien jumps in. He said, you know, Tom Brady's not the GOAT when he can't win anything without Belichick. And Darren McArdle said, Belichick, right. Belichick 40, 0 We're going to judge a 43-year-old man his entire 21-year career off of one game against probably the best team in football. That's right. That, that, makes, that makes complete sense, guys. That's, that's yeah. thinking as logically as anybody has ever thought about this game without any bias or hatred whatsoever. It, it's, uh, it's overreaction Monday, man. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's you go fine. you go on the road, you play against at least the best team in the division, and yes. and you lose the game, well, yeah. obviously you are no good. 
In in all twenty one years and six Super Bowls, just are just all fluke. They're just a mirage. It was all lucky. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, because you know, you know the Brady uh, Brady. You know that uh, Belichick's gonna win another one this year with Cam. He probably is, and that's fine. <laughs> that that you know that doesn't negate all of the that what Tom did. Now you're uh, you're right about that. He's a forty three year old man. Yes, hundred percent. Every day he takes a snap, he's setting an NFL record. Because nobody, Vinny Testaverde is the only player that ever played close to this age, and he was trash. Yeah, and he and he was definitely and Tom's not a already starter broken at this point. all those records. Uh, let's move on to the West Coast game at this time. Jimmy Garoppolo loses with the San Francisco 49ers. The Cardinals come from behind, get the 24 to 20 win. Cardinals scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Kyler Murray, 26 out of 40, 230 yards, one touchdown, one pick, 85 QBR. He had 13 rushes for 91 yards, and man, he has got some explosive or explosiveness to him. He is unfreaking real. I mean, it, yeah, it's good. It was really it good. It was unbelievable. I, I would tell you this: I want to see this 49ers team with a healthy um, Debo and a healthy Ayuk. I was curious what the Hopkins experiment was going to look like. Um, you know, obviously he got paid. Uh, ben jumps in, said Arizona will win the West. Maybe a little little too much hype right now. Let's just hold on a minute. Give it a couple of weeks, and let's just see. But DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins had 14 receptions for 151 yards, had zero touchdowns. But, uh, look, 14 receptions for 151 yards, that ain't bad, man. That ain't bad at all. So I'll take that all day long. That's right. So, I mean, their offense looked fantastic. I mean, cheers to Cliff Kingsbury and whatnot. Um, That 49ers defense had trouble. I mean, they had all kinds of trouble with them. Uh, Buda Baker, who we talked about in the offseason, had 15 tackles. Led, uh, led both, or tied with uh, Emmanuel Mosley. But, uh, but 15 tackles led the team uh, by more than double. I mean, uh, Devondre Campbell had seven total tackles after him. And then, uh, you know, it was Jordan Hicks and Chris Banjo, Drake. Well, Jimmy Patrick, G was but, bad. And, yeah. and they got no weapons at all outside of Kittle. Kittle got hurt in this game at the end. That sucks. He, I, I don't know, man. Mostert's uh, pretty good. I mean, he, he's yes, kind of a burner. Put eight people in the box. Who are they? Who are you afraid of him throwing on you? Well, that, see, that's the thing. Mostert was the leading uh, the leading receiver. receiver. So ninety five yards. He had a long of seventy six. But, uh, like, but that that's the, that's the issue is their entire offense are two running backs. Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty that's insane. A pro- that's a problem. It's uh, it is most certainly a problem. It is most certainly a problem. Philip Wiggins jumps in. Uh, said, how about DeAndre Hopkins? I believe he can play with any quarterback. Yeah, I think that's the truth. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he has. He's played with a lot of shitty ones before Watson got there. So. You got that right. De- uh, Darren McArdle said uh, 49ers against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, we'll see. Mm, no still, chance. Still early. Still early. That's uh, early. Well, not, no chance. It's a really early. Damian said, I know it's the early Cardinals and Ravens Super Bowl. Hey, hey, y'all, mm, hey, toss in, early. Toss in all of these predictions. Well, yeah, you say anything you want. Like, whatever you want to say. Just I'm, keep I'm doubting the Mississippi mustache. Just keep doing it. <laughs> You are We're going to have a Jacksonville Washington Super Bowl and you're all going to look like fools and I'm going to look is, like a genius. This is unbelievable. We uh we have spent a long time on the NFL. Let's close out with the Sunday night game. The Cowboys 17, the Rams 20. Uh you I believe called this one correctly. Uh although the offensive pass interference at the end of this game Tiki Tack and I think was bad very, call. Very bad. You don't call it the whole game. This was more of a PI than the other one, but you you didn't call it all game. You can't call it here. That's yes. that's just all my problem is. Is if you if you are consistently calling this, and you're riding these guys, then that's fine. But but if you're not calling it the whole game, you can't say it's the end of the game. We got to call it. 
I mean, the the one at the end of the uh, the Saints Vikings playoff game last year was worse than this. You know, yes. Kyle Rudolph just straight Push. hand. Yes. I mean, give me a break here. Either way, uh, Zeke. You know, Zeke comes in ninety six yards rushing, one touchdown. He also has three receptions, thirty one yards. Amari Cooper has ten receptions for eighty one yards. Ceedee Lamb in his debut, five receptions, fifty nine yards. Dak Prescott. Really uh, Dak Prescott was not bad. Not bad. He was 20, okay. 25 out of 39, 266 yards, one touchdown, and a QBR of 73. Jared Goff, 20 out of 31, 275 with one pick. Uh, Malcolm Brown is the go-to back for the Rams now. Had 18 carries for 79 yards. Like. Yeah, what it looks like. Uh, Cam Akers had 14 carries for 39 yards. Daryl Henderson, our Memphis boy, three carries, six yards. Not great. So, uh, the Rams... I, I will say this. The Rams did nothing to really impress me, nope. but the Cowboys uh, did even less to impress me. I'm, I'm telling um, you, I wish I had the stones to call Washington for the division earlier because after that game, I'm just not afraid of this vaunted offense of the of the Cowboys, and their defense really isn't that good. Yeah. I, I mean, think the Rams' offense wasn't really impressive, and, and they kind of scored when they needed to. It it kind of blows my mind a little bit. The Rams had five point nine yards per play. The Cowboys only five point five. Um, you know. These are supposed to be two amazing offenses, and or not really. The Rams, I don't know that we're amazing offense, but it just wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't great. No, it, it didn't. It, it didn't impress football. me. It didn't scare me at all. You have got that correct. Uh, Damian jumps in. He said, uh, "No, sorry." Nuclear Skull said, "Texas State took me down with the old uh, one team bad beat, costing me a four hundred sixty dollar payout on a ten team parlay." Well, that, my friend, is your fault for betting on Texas State. That's a, we can't bet on Texas State when you got that much money at risk. Come on, man. Uh, good gracious. Let's uh, let's dive into the NCAA bit of college. This is uh, we're we're not going to spend forever because there weren't a ton of great games. We will no. roll through the top twenty-five to start off with. Clemson gets a big win over Wake Forest. Uh, that was, you know, it, it it's a big win, but they also did not look exactly dominant either. So, I mean, we'll see what they're going to be. They were up big, and then they, they let Wake Forest score 10 points in the fourth, and they didn't score at all. So, uh, is what it is. Oklahoma gets a massive win, even though they were down like 20-some-odd players. 48-0 to over Missouri State. Uh, Bobby Petrino, uh, still not great now. It, it's going to take a little time to build that there. Spencer Rattler looked really good. 14 out of 17, 290 yards, four touchdowns, you know, whatever. Uh, Notre Dame, 27-13 to over Duke. This is exactly what I thought it would be. Notre Dame, going to take a little time. I will say this about Notre Dame. It terrifies me that they do not have anybody on the outside uh, receiving that you are scared of. They they do not have a super yeah. fast guy, and you you kind of going to need that, right? I mean, you well, just, you're going to need that when you play Clemson. Well, that, but that's the that only thing that matters. When you're going to play Wake Forest or Duke or any of the other slums that they're going to work their way through with the ACC. Yeah, they're, they're going to waltz through every other game. Other they're going to get maybe, smashed by Clemson because they don't have that outside threat. And, and the North Carolina game team. is going to be interesting. Interesting. So, That'll yeah. be a great game to watch. Yes, I agree. Uh, Duke, I think, looked a little better than, uh, than I thought they would. Uh, Chase Bryce had 180 yards passing in the first half. Uh, he he looked okay. He looked like he was running exactly what David Cookliffe wants to run on offense. Texas destroys UTEP 59-3. North Carolina beats up on Syracuse 31-6. That game was a lot closer than it should have been. If you look at the yards per play, if you look at just all of the advanced statistics in this game, uh, it should have never, ever been this close. Sam Howell throws two picks. He kind of looks like what Tyler, uh, not Tyler, uh, Trevor uh, Lawrence looked like early last year where it was just, okay, 
We're just kind of going through the motions. Let's figure this thing out, and we'll get in there. Uh, ben jumped in and said, Army in the playoff? Uh, probably not, although it would be very, very entertaining. Uh, Darren McArdle said, one good and big with Arkansas State. Yeah, you got that right. I, I won that one. Uh, early looks this week, Nuclear Skull said Pitt minus 19. Uh, let's see, UL Lafayette minus 13. Notre Dame minus 27.5. Charlotte Hey, look, uh, uh, cheers to that. We've got our opening line show that's over at Sportsbook Review. It's going to be on the YouTube page that we'll, uh, we'll be doing later. Um, and then Ben said, Sunbelt Power 5. Uh, it, well, I think this year it's like Power 4, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, just ridiculous. We've got uh, Power 5. We've oh, got the oh, ACC. Oh. We've got the SEC. Then we've got the American. Then we've got the Sun Belt. And then we've got and then we've got the ACC. And then we've got the Big Twelve. Nu- Nuclear Skull was saying that was a ten dollar bet on a sixteen parlay that Texas State cost me uh, the four inch. He said they came back and scored twenty one points in the fourth. Oh, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, okay, that that kind of sucks. Um, that definitely sucks. So <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, I was I was trying to figure out uh, exactly what the early looks were and all that kind of mess. So, um, Louisiana. Let's go ahead and talk about this game. Boom. Louisiana, we both hammered this one. Uh, we both, you know, made pretty significant paydays off of this because we thought that this was Billy Napier's time. Now, we thought it would be a lot closer than this. But 31-14 to 14 over Iowa State. Brock Purdy was not good whatsoever. Uh, but neither t- I mean, there was one play in this entire game that was over 20 yards. And, and that was the, the long Levi Lewis pass. And, and and then they had two kick returns for touchdowns, one punt, one kickoff return, and the speed difference between Louisiana and Iowa State was Louisiana. Just, Louisiana ooh. is a faster, bigger, stronger, faster football team yes. than Iowa State. It was. Uh, it, I'll tell you this: I, I don't know that it was even necessarily close. Um, you know, I it, it Louisiana was the better football team, just top overall. to bottom. I mean, th- this was not fluky. This was at, nothing at like every that. position. Everywhere yep. on the field, they were better. Ben says, uh, do you think Billy Napier will be at South Carolina next year? Uh, I will say... I wouldn't hate that, but I, I wouldn't think he's holding out for a bigger job. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you come at him with $5 million a year for five, six years, whatever, and he's from South Carolina. So, the like... Pro- the problem we're going to run into is, is anybody really getting fired after a year of COVID? Uh, we'll see. I mean, Jay... Uh, Jay Hobson at, at Southern Miss already did. We but. Can't, we, I agree with that. I think there's always going to be some moron. Well, no, no, you have to look at it this way. It's, if South Carolina realizes, okay, this guy is a hot shot. Could, he is could from we this get Billy state. Billy Napier, but we got to take him now. We got to take yeah, him now. This is one of those him. conversations where you got to have a good talk with the coach and the agent without anybody knowing about it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Because if Napier doesn't take it and you can't make the deal done, then you, you don't can't let your you yeah. can't let your coach find out. Yeah, you cannot get rid of Muschamp if you can't get Napier. So no. you got to make sure that's good. Uh, but you're nuclear, right. I would I would tell you this. I would love it. You know how I feel about the Gamecocks. Uh, nuclear Skull said uh, Louisville plus one and a half at home against Miami. Uh, Has that line? No, it can't be. If it opened no. at Louisville minus one and a half, there's no way it flipped that much. Yeah, there's there is no way that it's hang on. Flipped. I'm almost there. Yeah, I'm I'm checking it as we speak. That's uh, there's no way that line moved that much. There's just no. No way. I am still seeing it I'm at still Louisville. Refreshing. Louisville minus one and a half. So I'm, I'm seeing Louisville two and a half now. Let's see. Everywhere. Louisville minus two and a half. Two and a half everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you're getting plus one and a half. Cheers to you, brother. Cheers to you. Darren McArdle said, what is with the Florida fire? 
uh, there was a fire at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, and uh, and it was a golf cart that caught on fire. Everything, structural damage, nothing. It's it's just a golf cart, so no big deal. It was uh, it was funny to watch the Twitter reaction on Saturday, though. Charlotte and App State. App State wins thirty five to twenty. This one, I was it, it, Charlotte was able to do some some interesting things here, but you go and look at the the success rate and all that kind of stuff. App State. Uh, Missed out on two scoring opportunities deep, deep in Charlotte territory. This game should have been an absolute bloodbath. And and Chris lost to cover by two points because App State could not convert in the red zone two different times. So that's the way it goes. Yes. <laughs> I did not have a good day Saturday. No, but, you know, we're going to have those sometimes. I mean, it's it is I had what a it spectacular is. morning where I hit two big dogs and the money line. And then after that, it was just downhill. You got that right. West Virginia, easy win over Eastern Kentucky, 56-10. Arkansas State, let's go ahead and talk about this one. 35-31 over Kansas that State. Was the other one. Arkansas State is a fantastic football team. Uh, they lost at Memphis the week before that, but you could see that they were right there. And that Adams kid, man, whoo, golly. So good. Just so good. Yeah. He is unbelievable. It's the wide receiver, Jonathan Adams, from Arkansas yep. State. You need to go back and watch some of these highlight catches that he has made. Big, fast, oh. athletic, strong receivers. Yes. Mike Anderson is just pulling them out. Blake Anderson. Blake Anderson. Yeah. God dang it. <laughs> Mike, Mike I'm Anderson. Never gonna get, I'm never going to get this guy's name right. He lives two hours from me, and I'm never going to remember his name. Jesus. <laughs> well, he's been there for seven years. You would think that we'd be there. I know that. I th- you would think i know him. Uh, I will say this. Arkansas State decided on defense, we are going to stop the run, period. We are going to load up the box. And Kansas State. I don't State, know how they did it. Kansas State could not. If, uh, Kansas's offensive line, I thought, was just going to manhandle them in the trenches, which would I thought could keep this game close. But they couldn't manhandle Arkansas State in the trenches. They're going to struggle. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas State is not known for the hog mollies they got on defensive Ooh, line. No, they are not. Uh, they, they are going to really struggle when they get into league play. Nuclear which Skull is now. said, uh, "I got those lines off circuit yesterday. I haven't looked at the changes today." Uh, I, I think I think you looked at it wrong, or Circa Backwards. had the line wrong because it was Louisville minus one and a half to to open up with. Uh, Darren McArdle said South Alabama cost me money. Had them big on the money line. Uh, they won big till they lost with defense. Uh, yeah, I that's Tulane for you. You know, once Tulane figured out what South Alabama was doing on offense, they shut them down. They had, I, I believe, I read this correctly. They had like. 40 yards on the last 32 plays of the game. Yeah. And, I was and just Tulane say, just said, nope. they, they average almost a yard a play. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Nuclear Skull said, I expect the dogs to continue to have their day in week three. Uh, and Ben said that South Alabama ending was interesting. Well, we'll say this. It cost me a cover because Tulane was obviously better than that football yep. team, and they just couldn't get it together early in that game. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, Army gets a big win, 37-7 to over UL Monroe. Uh, one more score. One more score. Have some pride about your Louisiana Monroe. One score, I win this game. Uh, you had them, what, plus 19? No, I had them plus 22. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the early line that you had was plus 19. But, yeah, you, you ended up betting at plus 22 because it just kept growing. But, yeah, one more yeah. score, and, and you would have been there. And God. couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. Uh, UTSA, 51-48 to 48 over Texas State. That one was fluky as crap to begin with. Uh, Tyler Vitt ended up playing in this game. He's the quarterback for Texas State. UTSA had 350 yards rushing on like 40 attempts. I mean, it was absurd what UTSA was able to do on the ground. Uh, Texas State, not a great defensive football team. Uh, SMU was not able to do anything against them because SMU can't run the football. Uh, Texas State's secondary, okay. 
But Texas State's cornerback, their best cornerback, their NFL draft, you know, looking cornerback, was out for this game. Brady McBride, their uh, their quarterback that kept them in that SMU game, uh, he was also out for this game. So, you know, you just got to pay attention to who's playing this week. You know, it, it's it, the whole thing's weird. Georgia Tech beats Florida State on the road, sixteen to thirteen, and it was weird. And Georgia Tech should have beaten them worse than they did. Uh, the biggest thing that I took away from this game was the offensive lineman that came in. It, he was a freshman that came in for Florida State. When he was in the ballgame, they scored 10 points. They scored on both of the drives that he was in on. They were moving the football. They looked great. And then he went out with an injury, and they completely fell apart. Now, all of that has to do with offensive line depth. Uh, it also has to do with James Blackman not being a very good quarterback. I was just about um, to say, does Blackman yeah. start again? Yes, because they have nobody else. Chubba Purdy is is out for the year. Well, out for a while uh, with an injury, and he was supposed to be the uh, the heir apparent. You know, Jeff Sims is a guy that was committed to Florida State, and and then Mike Novell comes in and tells him, "Eh, we don't really want you here." So he goes over to Georgia Tech, starts immediately, and he is the future for Jeff Collins and that bunch. Uh, yeah. I will say this. The Georgia Tech love, maybe hold off on it just a little bit because they are playing UCF at 2.30 Central Time this Saturday on ABC. Might want to hold off on that because I, I think UCF is going to be really good. But, I mean, Georgia Tech does have a game under their belt right now, and UCF does not. And we know all about the first game jitters and, and all the mistakes and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, but Georgia Tech looked pretty good. They scored nine points in the fourth quarter to get the win. And, man, you talk about, I mean, just a weird weird numbers, weird everything. This uh, this game lasted like six hours because of lightning delays and everything else. It was a strange game. Uh, Campbell and Georgia Southern, 27-26. Not going to talk much about that. Uh, Georgia Southern had 33 players that were not able to play in this game. So, uh, Darren McArdle said UCF won by 14. I kind of I kind of think that. I kind of think so. Philip Wiggins said uh, Jake, uh, Jimbo Fisher ruined Florida State. Uh, that's a lot to do with it because they have not been able to get offensive linemen in there. If you don't have guys in the trenches, you cannot win games. It's just the way it goes. Uh, ben brings up Houston Baptist quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. It's, that was a late-night game. Uh, Citadel and South Florida. South Florida. Uh, was able to run the ball, but, man, they could not throw the ball on the Citadel, and Citadel's awful, 27-6. Uh, to 6. So that, that South Florida and Notre Dame game, a lot of people right now betting on South Florida. Eh, I, 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 I might would stay away from that, but I, I, if I'm going to go away, I'd probably go Notre Dame. Uh, Tulane, 27-24. I think we already talked a little bit about that. But um, Louisville wins over Western Kentucky, 35-21. to 21, And, man, um, I called this one correctly. I thought it would be around this score. I said Louisville would win by two touchdowns. Uh, Louisville could not run the football on this team whatsoever because that's what Western Kentucky does. They have some. They got some guys that are going to be in the NFL that are on that defensive line. But Western Kentucky, I mean, they, this game should have hit it over. It should have done all kinds of things. But Mikhail Cunningham, uh, he can throw the football a little bit. Louisville can score. Scott Satterfield can score. Uh, did you Did you watch this game, Chris? Uh, very little, very little. I I wasn't sure if you were able to to catch on it or not, but man, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, it's a, a home state rivalry, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this one right quick. That's that Texas Tech Houston Baptist game. Uh, Houston Baptist quarterback was 30 out of 49, 567 yards for four touchdowns. His name's Bailey Zappi, and they were 
freaking unbelievable. Like, at Texas Tech could not stop them, and it came down to a failed two-point conversion at the end of the game. Otherwise, this game was going into overtime. Uh, they they put up over 600 yards of offense on the Texas Tech defense, and it's exactly what I was saying uh, in our show on, on SBRPicks.com uh, early in the day. It, Texas Tech was starting, like, four guys that just joined the team, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, it, it, you, you can't come up with any kind of a scheme. They're not, they're not going to even know what they're running. Like, it, however... If if this kid put up 567 yards passing on 49 attempts, they play Sam Ellinger next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, what's Texas going to do to him? Oh, I, Sam Ellinger is is as it sits right now the most efficient passer in the country. He put up massive yardage on UTEP. Well, the yeah, other night. he's played against air. Wait, yeah, but this it, it looks like Texas play against air light. Is, is air? I mean, that's exactly yeah. I was about to say is. he's going to play against air light. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Nuclear Skull jumped in. He said, just went to Circus Sports, and the early line was one, uh, minus one and a half for Miami. He said, it's still up on the site, but the line did flip. Uh, that's why I don't know. Uh, I, I think it was just a typo. I, yeah, I really think because at everywhere it opened, else. It opened everywhere else that we've seen is at, at minus one and a half yeah, level. Every, um, so, our, 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 our good friend, colleague, which he doesn't know that we alive, but uh, Dan Wetzel <laughs> talked about, like, the breakdown of this game. He was like, listen – don't overlook Houston Baptist, okay? I've been to Houston. There's a lot of Baptists there. They got a <laughs> large uh, player pool to choose from, and uh, some of those guys got to be able to play, right? I mean, this is like when America plays Panama in soccer. It's like, come on, dude. We have 300 million people here. Surely we can find 17 people to staff a soccer team that's better than those 200,000 people down there, right? Yeah. Like, it's just a numbers <laughs> game somebody's got to be good at football from Houston. That's Baptist. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. Uh, we, now, we, they, we did. We found them. They are. They I, are I, will, I will say this. Houston Baptist put up 27 points against North Texas. Uh, the issue with that was that North Texas scored 50. Zappy, well, or North Zappa or whatever the yeah, hell. Zappy. Z-A-P-P-E. Bailey Zappy. Oh, um, but, yeah, Houston Baptist got beat by North Texas the week before, uh, 56 to 27. So, you know, uh, I mean, cheers to them for, you know, being up for this game and whatnot. But Texas Tech, whoo, lucky that you got the win. But, man, at Matt Wells, you better figure some stuff out before uh, before the Longhorns come into town. Now, now watch them go out and beat Texas next. I mean, just it, you could totally see that happening. Uh, finally, so, uh, well, we'll hit on this. Pittsburgh 55 to nothing. The only thing interesting about this win over Austin P was that they had a running clock, and they, they changed the quarters to only 10 minutes in the second half. That, did you see this? No, I think it was I didn't. just it was so like a high school a, game. We had a skunk rule. <laughs> I've never seen that in college football. So the mercy rule. Does the other <laughs> team have to concede to that? Uh, yes, I think so. I think so. It, it was forty-two to nothing at the half. I we mean, we would like we would like ten minute clock and uh, and the clock to just stop. run. Yeah, can we run it double time? The way I listen to my my podcast and 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 books on tape is just one and a half times. Yeah, pretty can much. We just, can like, we just, just speed, just it up speed up the clock? Speed up the clock. Like this game's over. Yeah. We just want to go home. Where's our check? And we'll we'll kindly get out of your way. That's right. That's right. Did they dock uh, their pay? Uh, no, I don't think so. You did. You didn't work all the hours you required to work. <laughs> good gracious. Uh, Nuclear Skull said uh, App State minus three at Marshall this week should be a good game. Yeah, that's 
It's one of our biggest We're games. We're excited watch about tomorrow. that game. That's probably yeah. our favorite game on the board. Make sure that you watch tomorrow on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page at 5.30 p.m. Central Time is our, our big flagship show. That's our pick show. Uh, that is one of the biggest games that we will be discussing this week. Joseph Gomez said, I didn't know you could play against Hydrogen. Uh, yeah, apparently you can. And Hydrogen <laughs> yes. is called Texas yes. Tech. Finally, I wanted to end with this one uh, before we talk about the uh, the Big Ten mess. This is a little longer show than normal, but we appreciate everybody hanging out. Uh, we got some massive numbers today. We appreciate all you guys being in here. Thank you, guys. Um, Coastal Carolina goes to Kansas, and this is, you know, Coastal Carolina had 15 spring practices. Kansas had zero. Uh, Coastal Carolina had a massive number of returning production. Uh, Kansas did not. Kansas had like half the team not coming back. Um, this is... At, this was rough. I mean, it was 28 to nothing before Kansas even got on the board with a field goal. Uh, I I have to believe that Les Miles, and, and Les Miles' press conference afterwards, did you listen to the press conference? Yes. I mean, he is just, oh, he's, he's bonkers. He's absolutely I'll bonkers. I'll tell you this, we got a, a Les, a little advice from somebody who loves you, who loves you. I would die for you. If you need a kidney, you can have it, okay? I got two. I'm not doing anything with one of them. You gotta, we gotta lose the shoe polish. We got, we gotta, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. You are a, you are a 60 year old man. Yeah. Your hair should not be jet black, brother. We gotta stop that. Yeah, somebody has to tell you, somebody who loves you needs to tell you, we gotta stop. That, uh, that Kansas defense, by the way, uh, should not have, uh, at all, uh, like it let that offense run all over them the way that they did. It looked like they had never even prepared for this this spread option, this triple option, you know, with a passing element to it. Uh, the Jamie Chadwell runs. It's like they didn't even look at film. It was insane. Now, I think the biggest thing, obviously, here, Kansas's offense is predicated on the run. If yeah. you're if you're turning the football over, uh, and you're giving up those those quick scores, you're not yep. going to be able to run the football. They they ran well, 25 carries for 150 yards for Kansas. But you can't run the football when you get behind twenty eight to nothing, so it. it's kind of a it's kind of an issue. Uh, ben jumped in. He said, uh, "Les Miles is a fraud." I demand. Come on, a clarification. Why, why is it? Why has he got to be a fraud? He's not. Can a fraud? he just be older and not good, or lost a touch on his fast? Why or, he just got to be a complete fraud? Or he's at Kansas. Nobody at wins Kansas. at Kansas. Mark Mangino won at Kansas, but even he didn't win every year. I mean, good gracious. Uh, Nuclear Skull said, Today at the grocery store, the girl was stacking the books, offered her $5 for the college football athlon, telling her half the teams aren't even playing, and she took the $5. <laughs> I mean, that, that book is pretty much outdated at this point. I mean, there's there's no yes. sense in it. Uh, <laughs> there's no information there's, in that. There's no information. I could have typed you one up real quick for 5 bucks. Terry uh, Terry jumped in. He said, You need to hit on that no-no a little more. Uh, look, it was great for the Cubs. Cheers to them. Hey, look, that, that is a, that's a big-time thing. But when you I do love it, baseball. When you do right it. Right now. When when football Call starts, me when the Yankees lose again. <laughs> Maybe next week, tomorrow they play today. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. All right, we'll uh, we'll close out with that. Let's uh, let's jump into uh, the the Big Ten mess. And so Saturday it comes out that hey, the presidents are going to meet again. It looks positive right now. Everything looks great. And this was on Saturday, right? Everything was great. Everything's wonderful. They're getting together again on Sunday, and all the medicals look great. Uh, I think we're actually going to get a football season. This is awesome, blah, 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 blah. And then they meet on Sunday, and nothing ever comes out. 
And then they meet again on Monday, and nothing ever comes out, and that's actually what I'm looking for right now if we have any kind of news, and it does not appear so. But uh, but you've got reports, again, that are just all over the board. Brett McMurphy comes out and says, hey, it's either all the teams are going to play or none. My source tells me everybody's playing or nobody's playing, period. Uh, and then you've got Dan Patrick and some other guys coming out that are saying, eh, well, I'm hearing that Michigan, Michigan State, and Illinois and Rutgers may not play, uh, but the other teams will, uh, or you could have half and half or whatever. Like, you're, you're hearing all these different things. But then the, uh, let's see, I'm looking forward to the Brett McMurphy tweet um, because one of the chancellors came out and said that it is going to be all or none. I mean, it's, it's period, going to be all or none. Um, oh, Wisconsin Chancellor Rebecca Blank today said, I will say we're all going to move together in the Big Ten. We're all going to play or not if we possibly can. This isn't going to be a school-by-school thing. However, we are now at 5.40 p.m. Central Time on Monday. They started talking about this early on Saturday, and we still have not had a vote. We still have not had any kind of news. They are talking about a possible date of either October 10th or October 17th. At this point, it looks like it would more be like October 24th. If that is, uh, Ben jumps in and said, time to purge the Big Ten's officials. If if they are going to play, they have to come out and decide something very, very quickly in order to have enough time to get ready because some of these schools are not even, like, they're not practicing, they're not there. Like, they, the NCAA came out and said that these Big Ten schools and the Pac-12 and whatever, they're not doing 20 hours a week of football like they typically would. They're doing 12. You got to get back into football shape. You got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to get in and get this stuff set to go if you're going to have a season. And if they are wanting to get in so that they are able to get into the college football playoff, how can you possibly say that it is fair if these teams only play six or seven games and then you've got SEC teams, ACC, whoever, who are playing 10 or 11? Like, now I don't expect all of them to play 10 or 11. Don't get me twisted here. But like, if you've got an LSU team that is eight and one that played nine games, and their only loss was to Alabama, but then you've got an undefeated Ohio State team that's 7-0, but they got to dodge. You know, what What are you going to do here? You have got to figure this out if you're the Big Ten and get in there and and take care of this. Uh, Chris, I mean, have you thought at all about this? I, I'm so irritated at the Big Ten. I told you, like, I'm out. I don't I Call me when they're going to play. I don't care about any of this. We might. We're meeting. We're not. I, I, I say I don't care. I care. I want them to play. But... I'm not, I don't care about the theatrics of it anymore at all. I just I, don't. I'm just, I'm so confused at, at what the purpose of this actually is. I don't know that they're giving anybody, like, there are people who it's their job to report news, okay? Yep. And, and we talk about the news of this sport. Nobody's getting any news. They're just making noise. Yeah. It's, you're getting different reports from all different directions. It is absolutely absurd. Tyrone Davis jumps in. He said, "What's up?" Looks like he just dove in for uh, for the end of the show. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm so irritated. So Sean Wade, defensive back, likely first round draft pick out of Ohio State. He announced this morning that he is opting out. Um, and there were several reporters that had a field day with this because his dad was one of the main ones. He led the protest at the Big Ten headquarters for the kids to play. Now. It, it's funny because these reporters are saying that he was protesting so that his son can play. That was not the case. Randy Randy came out and said, uh, and that's Randy Wade, that's Sean Wade's dad, he came out and said that he is wanting all 
of the kids to play because this is an opportunity for them to advance their career, and they are not getting it like because of all of this mess. Um, and and it, it drove me nuts seeing all these people that, oh, I can't believe he's opting out right when they're about to get back to playing. And da-da-da. It's like he's likely going to be a first-round draft pick anyway. Like It doesn't matter if he plays or not. Uh, Tyrone came in and said, what do you think about Notre Dame? I think that they don't have any, uh, any burners on the outside. Um, I think they got a good running back and they got good lines. Um, we'll see, you know, <laughs> we'll I think see. they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good. I think they're going to beat everybody on the schedule except for Clemson and maybe North Carolina, but either way, uh, I think they'll beat everybody on the schedule, but Clemson, but yeah, the, the big 10 mess, uh, is still a mess. It is, uh, it, and, and if they were going to get back to playing, I would have felt like they were getting back. They would have voted today. Because you, there is a time stamp on this. I mean, it's September 14th. So, you got to figure this thing out now. Um, ben said, did you guys happen to notice how bad special teams were on Saturday? Uh, yes. Uh, look, college football overall is sloppy. Very right sloppy. Very, and it's, very it's sloppy. Gonna it's going to be for a couple it, of weeks. NFL was kind of sloppy. It's going to be sloppy. Very sloppy. Um, Nuclear Skull said, Ralph Michael at Cal Sports has a uh, good free chart on how many practices these teams have had. Uh, so far, those with five practices versus teams with none have been a winner. Well, it's uh, close. I've heard that stat. It's actually six and two against the spread. If you've had five more spring practices than the uh, the team you're going against, but it has to do with like if it's the first game that you've played and and all sorts of other stuff. So, uh, but yeah, you can go uh, you can go check that out for sure. Uh, if you can find that spreadsheet, that database, and all that good stuff, uh, it's something to pay attention to because it has proven to be a winner thus far. Six and two against the spread is not too shabby. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that is happening that we need to hit on? That's it, brother. That is it. Let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. Make sure that you jump over to the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. Make sure you are subscribed over there. Our college football coverage will continue over there. Our opening line show uh, is is going to happen this afternoon, uh, so you can go find it over there, of course. And tomorrow, our pick show, our big flagship show, we're going to discuss all the biggest games, and we're going to give you our official picks uh, we have got about 24 hours left for us to actually uh, uh, research these games and make sure that we've got the picks down that we want for that show. We're also doing a closing line show over there on Saturday mornings, uh, but all of our college football stuff will uh, will knock in. Nuclear Skull said, good show. Catch you next time. Appreciate it, brother. This is the first time I've noticed you in here, so make sure that you are subscribed to our channel as well. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. Th- uh, fantastic. Thank you for jumping in and staying in for this entire time because uh, we, we've had some big-time numbers today. We appreciate you guys. Uh, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, all that good stuff. Chris, my brother, I appreciate your time as well, and I'm looking forward to knocking this out again tomorrow. You guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.